This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Come, 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 come. Welcome to the Come Show. My name is Bill Loads, and this is my Ah, ah, uh, (laughs) Percival the Seaman Nebgen. How are you, Percival? Ooh, uh, it's sticky out today. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha, Come Show. Come, 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 Mm, come. We're going to eat. We only eat mushroom soup for lunch and asparagus. We got fat loads. Just kidding, everybody. It's the rest of the review. We pranked you. Ha, April Fool's. Long term, though. Long term April Fool's joke in that it is not April Fool's. It is sometime in June. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're doing, baby. We're, this week is uh, it's our Valentine. Mm, like any typical man, we got it to you late, and it's something you don't want. Two men talking about Greg Valentine, a fucking loser. (laughs) I think Greg Valentine is, in a way, the in a very real way, the new Randy Orton, uh, or the old Randy Orton. Sorry, and people will say, "Why is that?" Because here's what I think. Um, spoiler alert, guys. Um, basically, his dad was in wrestling, so then he got into wrestling, and then Ric Flair, uh, was his tag partner, because his dad trained Ric Flair, and he was just, like, a respected hand, basically, through his whole career is, hey, Greg's the only guy who does blow, but then goes to sleep at 2 a.m. instead of 6, and he'll show up every day. So he just was, like respected hand in wrestling also did you watch the greg the hammer valentine junkyard dog pro <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna rub your black face in the ring and there's um, only gonna be a black spot while mean gene okerlund goes please no <laughs> please, <laughs> here's what i'm gonna please, say about that please that was we rough. just got this on to big tv but for me it's just what he said there's one time where he just went you black man where i'm like that's not what you're thinking you're not you're thinking a black bl- man yeah not what you're thinking. Definitely took that again. Yes. No, I saw those this morning. I hate Greg the Hammer Valentine. The research for him was arduous and annoying. Like, it's literally like uh, every shoot interview with him now is just like, so Greg, what was it like? Um, yeah, it was, uh, I, didn't, I didn't like them because uh, I don't understand why you'd run in the, ra- the, the ring. <laughs> Here's what I like about Greg. I like that. That's the exact reason I like Greg the Hammer Valentine. He's the anti Jamie Dundee. You know that he could. And he's a he's a smart man. He's always like Vince. And here's how the like I saw one uh, thing with him where it was like he basically recapped why Vince McMahon's a genius and uh, beat the beat WCW in the uh, yeah. But like, was it because he used a heartbreaker? Was it because he used a heartbreaker? He used it because he used a heartbreaker. That mean it's the annoying shin pad he wore in the early eighties. That um, that he would apply onto people's holds. Hopefully, you guys can't hear that saw. That for some reason someone is using right outside my goddamn window. I can't hear it, but that doesn't mean anything. Yes, uh, the the heartbreaker, the extra shin pad. It's actually interesting. So let's go. Let's get basically into it. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Firstly, he starts off. His daddy doesn't want him to be in wrestling, and mm-hmm. then he tells his daddy, "But I do want to be a wrestler." Daddy. His dad, uh, by the sings. way, is a guy named Johnny Valentine. 
that is a very yep. old school wrestler and it is agreed was the meanest of all the ribbers. For example, really? uh, one time Johnny Valentine uh, knew this guy who had uh, asthma. And so Johnny Valentine replaced his uh, asthma inhaler canister with lighter fluid and the guy nearly died. <laughs> That's just a fun but, joke, John. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, hey, your lungs? Boom. Chemicals. Eat. Suck dicks. Here's a, here's a fun prank uh, that the uh, Ashton Kutcher had on Punked. Uh, he had a guy's wife stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> the fun prank. Johnny Valentine, also great prank. He, uh, he, had, um, he died, but he paid a heroin dealer to wait five years and eventually sell heroin to Reed Flair. That would kill him. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a prank, Rick. <laughs> yeah, got you, bitch. It's a nature boy now, slut. You're alive. I'm I'm dead, like your son. Ha, ribbed. I'm the Kurt Hang. I'm the Kurt Henning of now. <laughs> Greg Valentine's just another yet another uh, piece of proof that in life, sometimes the guy who's just like doesn't. Sometimes the guy who's just having uh, having okay time is the one who's fine still. Like Greg, that Greg Valentine, for better or worse, still looks pretty much the same at 66, which mm-hmm. doesn't say much about what he looked like at 46 or 26. But it does say, you know what? Sometimes, uh, sometimes your body, uh, when it starts out bad, it can't get much worse. Well, and the it thing doesn't. Is he- he had thin Irish man legs, and it like, and he just looked weird. He's just a weird looking dude. <laughs> He's perfect. He was perfect because um, he had the face. He has that. He has that face of the like. He looks simultaneously like a guy who's a piece of shit in a bar who tried to grab your girlfriend's ass, and like a schoolyard bully. Like he has the like. Yeah. He, he I, cr- cross age range. He looks like. Yeah, and it's also like we also have a story. Are you gonna so? A mutual friend of ours, uh, Rob Mayu, who is a stand, uh, and if I'm remembering the story correctly, um, he w- was a helping out with border border city wrestling in Windsor. On Windsor is right acro- is right is a border town in Canada, obviously, um, and they did some shows in Detroit. So one of the shows they did in Detroit was an early gathering of the Juggalo, and there's this crazy party at a like just a juggalo party which is essentially just <laughs> just i don't know some teens in makeup and they had yeah, a house imagine, party imagine a party you've attended now remove everything from that party and replace it with a broken television and a sofa that's on fire and someone just yelling speed that's a juggalo party <laughs> yeah exactly it's like it's like can't hardly wait but everyone is a juggalo and remove yeah. all the attractive women so yeah, it's like can't hardly wait, but what they aren't, what they're waiting for is confirmation that someone else has HIV because having HIV is cool. <laughs> so, so anyway, Rob's Rob's having fun. He's in high school. He's going through the throughout the house, and what? So instead, what happens was uh, he walks into a room, basically just walks in the wrong room, and Greg the Hammer Valentine is passed out with a needle in his arm. In his full attire. <laughs> in his full Greg the Hammer Valentine attire. And his words, yes. not mine, but he said, it's like watching... My childhood was just done at that point. Yeah. I just watched my childhood. <laughs> yeah. But if Greg the Hammer Valentine is not part of any of our childhoods as wrestling fans, if anything, he was adjacent to memories going, you're gay for remembering things. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to go put on some turtle wax to keep my pecs supple. <laughs> 
But one interesting thing is, I didn't know this, but he was trained by Stu Hart. So essentially it was like, get over here, you little fucking hair oil. I'm going to twist your arm. My butt. <laughs> oh, um, Helen, tape it. Tape my, my friend's kid's butt. Haha, <laughs> little prank on you, Johnny. I raped your son. <laughs> um, so here's the thing with Greg the Hammer Valentine. I don't think he was around any man that displayed emotion. Okay. He was raised by Johnny Valentine. Literally a loon. Yes. And then his follow-up to that was being then raised and trained in wrestling by Stu Hart. Another man is like, I uh, don't talk to my kids. Like, he- <laughs> They're for, they're for saying hi to, not for touching. Like, the reason why he probably does... <laughs> so, yeah, and he and then he moves on to, of course... Antonio Inoki? No. No, he moves on... Oh, God, that's right. I'm like, he was literally... Yeah. He was trained by, like... Oh, you're trained by this guy who's going to treat you like a bag of shit and then try and fuck your girlfriend. Oh, and then this guy's just going to be like, I set your pubic hair on fire because you do not respect kayfabe. <laughs> Your character is your character. Yeah. Here's one Remember, fun thing. But the sheet, the fact some... that he kept kayfabe in the house, it's the best thing about that guy in the entire world? No, I was going to say that uh, Greg Valentine, when he broke in, his original tag team was with his father. And they didn't think it was good for his fa- to actually like yeah, they have his, his father be, like they recognize that on television. So instead, what they did was, was just pretend they were brothers. Yeah. Which is somehow very possible because Johnny Valentine didn't look that old and Greg Valentine looked essentially exactly the same as he does right now. Also, by yeah. the way, no Greg one Valentine talks... Greg those people where it's like he was born for... Well, no one talks shit about him either because I immediately was like, let's find some fucking shooter interviews where they're like, oh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, that gay junkie. What? He's gay? No. Not anymore. <laughs> um... <laughs> The only thing I could find is that he sometimes does religious promos for Ted DiBiase, but then they're like, he did one and then stopped. And I was like, I have a feeling he got caught doing heroin at um, at a church. <laughs> the only yeah. thing I could find was, I, I, I tried, because I was trying to find uh, Greg Valentine uh, as a young man, and he just, he kind of still, he kind of always looked like a... He's like, yeah, small town bully or like a uh, big white girl in a small town who's <laughs> just yeah, he does care. look like that. He does look like the kind of girl. It's the kind of girl that's dating an older dude who hangs out in the smoking section of high school that mm-hmm. like and has like a weird argument about a teacher. But you can't tell me to do homework. You can't tell me to. <laughs> she, uh, Gregina Valentine lost her virginity at 12. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys. Oh, to yeah. several. <laughs> she just took it by the lake. Yeah. She went down to the lake. I wouldn't say she lost her virginity. I'm saying she threw it away and forced many other people to take take <laughs> my virginity. Take it. Belongs to all of them. Uh, yeah. He did uh, wrestle before being Greg Valentine um, because he originally didn't want to uh, base, get off on his father's name, like have that be the whole thingy thing. So what he did was he uh, wrestled in the tag team, which is actually crazy because you don't I mean, at least I didn't think of Greg Valentine as a tag team wrestler, but it does really come up uh, over and over again. He wrestled as uh, one half of the Fargo brothers. He, of course, Johnny Fargo, and uh, then Dan Fargo. Um, in the in the 70s, of course, then they move on to him tagging with his uh, dada. Um, his dada, uh, and he starts working in Japan. Basically, 
it's been six years and he's already got like a great career going and half of that might be that he's a capable wrestler which he is a capable wrestler but the other half certainly is just like oh this is my son he's good enough let him work you know because that's what nepotism really is it's not a lot of people think nepotism is an incompetent person working instead of a capable person uh and it's not it's just two people of who are equally capable and then the guy who knows people gets the job so terrifying time here's the thing with this also time in wrestling that i think is very very fascinating and i'm sorry i totally blanked on your the last thing you said and totally didn't hear you so i'm segueing to something else because all i was thinking about was um uh the chief jace uh the the uh, Say what you said again. I'm sorry. I totally blanked. Uh, John is a big-headed piece of shit. Very true. Here's my question with this type of guy, and that I actually think that WWE could use wrestlers like Gregory Hammer Valentine, which was he's in every WrestleMania up until WrestleMania 7. He is a long-term okay. reigning, had a ton of different belts, all that sort of stuff. All he basically did do was get in the ring for 10 minutes. The commentators would say, he's very good. Although in this case, you can't really tell he's that very good. And then the his opponent would win, and he would kind of make them look just good enough that you're like, ah, that was all right. And it would kind of kill 10 minutes, and it wouldn't go anywhere. And it was like the fans didn't really give a fuck about him. He was just there. It was a presentable, nice match, and we'd move on. It was just like, I just even as I'm saying this point, I feel like now if it was like Greg Hammer Valentine, there'd be like Valentine chance, and Dave Meltzer would be like, they got to give him a shot, and then he'd win a belt, and then everyone would be like, too soon. This type of wrestler doesn't exist. Like, he didn't even really have a fucking finishing move. They said it was the figure four leg lock. He never used it once. I've never seen him apply it. But that's more of a function of being a heel. Like, he would do these big angles to get the figure four over once, where it'd be like, the guy wins the match, he attacks him after the match, puts him in the figure four, and then the guy yeah, is actually out for like a half year, which they actually did. Bach in the day, the guy didn't just come back like a week later because of television uh so they would just get that over that way and they, well, that's, a, they also had the heart he also had the heartbreaker which is the stupidest thing that i've ever seen ever in the history of wrestling which is a weird shin pad he would wear that they everyone would talk about like he shouldn't have that that's bad and then he'd have it <laughs> and uh try and break people's legs <laughs> but here's how fucking ruthless the wrestling industry is well i shouldn't say ruthless but basically greg valentine he's um he's finally Basically accepted uh, that he is Johnny Valentine's kid, and that's how he's going to get over. He's brought into the George Scott uh, run NWA territory, the Mid-Atlantic. Yes, exactly, um, right after... Uh, his dad's in that fucking plane crash with uh, Ricky Flair. Yeah, and loses his ability to walk. Luckily, his friend Ren Bastien makes him feel better by going over to his house one day during a barbecue and pissing. <laughs> You're nothing. You can't walk now, so you deserve my pee. Like I will say this. Anytime someone's like wrestling was back in good back in the day, it's like look at the personal lives of all these people. Like all of them are like, oh, that's good. Except for every morning, he would shit on his dog. He would shit on his dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's how his doggy like it. Mm. And this is one thing. This is one thing I will say is that it. uh, We we always say uh, stuff like oh. Uh, they kind of jumpstart people uh, now, and they always make them like suddenly, suddenly he's the best wrestler in the company. Uh, yeah. Very much so when they just replaced Johnny Valentine with Greg, they put him in a feud with Johnny Weaver, and then just have him retire Johnny Weaver to get him o- to get him going. They're like, 
George Scott very much was like, oh, we're plugging this in now. Ow. Well, absolutely. It was also one of those things where that territory was fucking hot, and it was not really discussed, but the NWA was basically, it was faltering a lot more than they will talk about historically, even before Vince McMahon came in and went national, all that sort of stuff. And George Scott and Jim Crockett knew that they could position um, Jim Crockett promotions to be the gold standard portion of the NWA because they had a huge population base and the territory was big enough that they could they could hold it and then they could draw everyone in. Um, and that's why the plane crash came at a very bad time because Johnny Valentine was a huge part of the program and was one of the sort of those top sort of stars because at the time it's more similar to what it's like now which is they've made they made it so the belt wasn't as important to the promotion different reasons here they've killed means there and then it was because the nwa champion was some three four times a year um mm-hmm. and so you had to have other stars the people less important belt. um and johnny valentine was just an attraction he breaks his back as does rick flair by the way who was in a huge program with Wasp. So you have to bring in someone that's essentially the same and they bring in a guy who's a basically the combination of the two he has none of the charisma of one and he looks slightly younger than the other perfect <laughs> But this is the thing. You're looking at this through. You're not looking at this through like mid '70s eyes, which is like. Yes, I Valentine am. says it himself. He's like, um, I, I should, love like, A heel back then was a guy who boasted about how much money he had. He's in a tag team with Ric Flair, though. Like they immediately go into the tag team t- division. They win the titles <laughs> against the Andersons. Well, it's but not right. Is, it's not right away. But it's it's a good year later because you have to wait for Ric Flair to get back. Like they build him up, and he's a single star for quite some time. And then when Ric Flair's fine, they bring him in. Also because they needed to keep. They didn't know if Ric Flair was actually going to be able to work that well. Like because he fucking broke his goddamn back. Yeah, and seventies back surgery. Uh, Rick, like the greatest wrestler of all time, still being around. That's insane. Um, but like, yeah, they win it a, a year later. But still, very much he talks about this about how he couldn't be the Greg Valentine character, the guy who's like it's infuriating because he this guy thinks he's attractive. Look, he looks like a fucking actual pug. Like he looks like a pug with a wig on. You can't do that, right? So he had to be, uh, he developed his promo style as more of the like slow, plotting wrestler type because uh, Flair is the best at being the flamboyant. I got a ton of Cadillacs guy, you know? And the other thing is, Flair is. I totally see your point. Part of me does think he just says that he's saying that because he's just like, yeah, I did that all intentionally because he doesn't want people to be like, why are you so boring? And you're like, oh, uh, (laughs) no. No reason at all. He could good. hold a promo together, though. I will oh, say could he? Could he? Except for the time when he kept saying the N-word in refer- reference to... Um, uh, our dog. I don't who believe else, you. Who other, what other black person is this man interacting with on a regular basis? They're Ahmed all Johnson. Dog. Your mom. It's all like, oh, why did Junkyard Dog smoke crack? Because he hung out with only race. Yeah, because he, 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 he no knew options. me. He had no options. With um, but uh, but yeah, Valentine is uh, he. I understand what he's doing because he don't want even if you're second best, you're next to the best. You know, it's not like he's in another com fucking next to Ric Flair. But he said, but. That being said, like he he talks about this about how there's so much jealousy about the fact that he get basically cut and paste into his dad's role, uh, because now Ric Flair's like the almost overheel in the company, uh, so they're making tons of money and whatever. Like they're the only tag team uh, that's really headlining cards, you know, stuff like that. 
So, and this is like when Ric Flair is making himself. Yeah, it's it's the it's the great it's the like first big Ric Flair build. It's also when his style really came in because he's post the car accident, so he's become this amazing mat wrestler with also amazing calisthenics. And it's also the time when he and he really started landing on his back, to- which is the weirdest yes. thing about that guy, which is probably the greatest modern wrestler ever. Doesn't land properly even a little bit. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. He, uh, Valentine, of course, breaks up with Flair because obviously bigger and better things for. He wanted for to see Ricky. other people. Chavo. He breaks up with uh, Ric Flair, starts uh, teaming with Baron Von Raschke. Yeah, I was about to bring this <laughs> up. We haven't talked on the show at all. Basically, he's a man from Minnesota who pretended to be the guy responsible for the Holocaust. <laughs> and if it's still doing this gimmick i saw a indie show where the one of the characters was the nazi <laughs> and then everyone was like uh no one would even boo him and they were like this is this these are just his beliefs <laughs> that's what they got that's what his manager kept saying and we were like oh, i don't want to i don't want to have paid money to, sh- for a nazi in- character it- is this the same indie show where you saw pogo the clown i did not see pogo the clown i saw Toronto hardcore legend Bloody Bill Skellion, who just looks like if you guys Google Bloody Bill Skellion, and then you can Google uh, he's a comedian in Toronto Richard Ryder, uh, and they look exactly <laughs> the same. Are they this? Are they the same guy? It's just one of those things where a guy goes for like grimy, grimy, intimidating biker guy, but then lands perfectly on very gay bear. <laughs> it's just like this is not what you intended, my friend. It's in the same way that that Twink and Gymnast are almost the exact same person. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Yeah, and, it's like uh, how, good on both of them. Yeah, they're both lovely listen, things. Both great things. Both important things to my sexual appetite. Speaking of sexual appetites, Greg the Hammer Valentine, uh, love to fuck <laughs> audiences to fuck out of being with, excited. Uh, Wahoo McDaniel, which he did. Feuds with Wahoo. Uh, that, that of course being Wahoo cost them the tag team titles. Because uh, he was a he was few feuding with Ric Flair, and this is like from I now I don't know very much about Wahoo McDaniel, but uh, this reads very much as Wahoo McDaniel is jobbing out to absolutely everyone the NWA wants to be a future star, and it's crazy that like this stuff happens back then. Like you think about how Vince McMahon now basically doesn't give anyone any wins, or if they do get wins, it's over his son. But his son has to look the strongest in the match because he's the only one that'll like work with the company forever. Yeah, and it's so, also like and they're like ironic, oh, by the way, because he hasn't worked for the company forever. Yeah, I know, but like you know what I mean. Like Shane gets to Shane gets to be the big star of the match because that's how that works. Um, whereas now these guys are giving shine to Greg the Hammer Valentine, and literally. Literally a couple months later, uh, George Scott tells Greg Valentine to work for Vince McMahon. Like, that's how this... Well, it's it's also George Scott is also on his way up to work for Vince McMahon. Um, and George Scott also really liked Greg and want, liked him as a utility player. So they're also, you know, go there, that guy will take care of you. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain bookers that liked working with certain guys. Dusty liked having the Rock and Roll Express always around. If you'll notice, he always made sure the Rock and Roll Express were around at some point. Uh, I was just going to say, Jim Ross is the best example of Jim Ross always liked having Dr. Death Steve Williams involved. And 
it took him years to try and get uh, Vince to let him bring in Steve Williams, and he did, and they tried to use the brawl for all to introduce him, and then that did not go so well for Dr. Death, Steve Williams. But it's also, like, it's that fucking ignorant pro wrestling booking of, like, here's one, I want to, we'll do a Dr. Death thing one day, I'm sure. Here, the, but the main thing about the brawl for all, watching it and rewatching it, is it's fascinating because even if Dr. Death would have won that, it was, he would have won it by, re- like, just doing takedowns, so he just would have looked like a fucking asshole, and, and he was like 50. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. It's all. It's also just weird because it's like, yeah, it's all dumb. It was so dumb. Like, oh yeah, he's, uh, yeah, uh, Dr. Death won the Brawl for All. How'd he win? Oh, he tripped Bradshaw a bunch of times. <laughs> like, Bradshaw would have lost because they just made the four Dr. Death specifically, but then like, when he knocked him out, fucking what he... So, he, uh, Greg Valentine, uh, comes in the WWF and check this out. Feuds with Chief J Strongbow. That's right. Two straight feuds where he's just laying it into, uh, to Native American people. Well, wait, only one of them is Daddy actually likes. a Native American person. <laughs> what? Well, McDaniel's actually a woo 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 Native American um, wow, that Chief was super J- racist. <laughs> Chief, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely is. What did I say? No more homophobia, <laughs> only racism. I think Chief okay, Trace, Chief J Strombo is just like an Italian guy. <laughs> also, one of the best things is when uh, Vin- they asked him. I think that this was on Bruce Pritchard's podcast, but they asked Pritchard was when they were making the XFL. Vince McMahon was asked who his favorite uh, football players of all time were Wahoo like, McDaniel. Yeah, Wahoo McDaniel. Fuck, who were the other ones? But they were just all wrestlers. Ernie Ladd. <laughs> like, Jesus fucking Christ. This man does not know. If you run a business like that, there's no way you can have any outside interests, including football, right? Who's who's your favorite ba- uh, baseball player? Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Yep. Yeah, uh, Sid Justice, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. <laughs> Goddamn right. Favorite football players. Chief Chase Strongbow, Bill Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, if he hadn't gotten that motorcycle. <laughs> Goddamn right. Um, um, the other thing they so also remember, what's very interesting about Greg the Hammer Valentine, is he does get lower level belts. He's sort of your perfect transitional champion, and as annoying and stupid as his style is to have to... It's great for that sort of stuff, because there's nothing that impactful to it. He's clearly really good at it, and he's kind of like fucking the color beige, and that you're like, oh yeah. But you don't remember that he was in there, just gone and great. Yeah, but he's cutting pace. He can get some heat. Like the guy, the guy has a very accomplished career as just like being a very capable professional wrestler. He's just very capable at what he did. And we're, I mean, it's just going to be over and over and over again with this guy because while it is it is refreshing to actually like do a review of someone who had an entire wrestling career and not just trying to like <laughs> make the natural born thrillers three years interesting or like uh, or Francine where it's like she was called a horaton. Yeah. Good night, is, everybody. <laughs> what is nice about this episode is it's the first one in a while where I'm not walking away going like, oh, that poor, poor, poor person. It's more just sort of like, <laughs> wow, this guy's really lasted as long as he could. He is, and he's still fucking working is the crazy thing. But one thing I did want to say is uh, the figure four, like I'm saying, what they did, those injury angles, he gets the figure four over uh, in the Wahoo McDaniel uh, feud by fake breaking his leg. Uh, obviously fake bear no he really broke his leg <laughs> he yeah. took a hammer to an actual man's leg and uh let the chips fall where they may yeah a man known as wahoo cannot ever he cl- it still clicks when it's cold um on his knee because a man in a red spangly robe hit him with a hammer to the knee 
They didn't want to do it that way, but he was like, we don't fake it. We do it real. Yeah. We do it live. This is the 70s, baby. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah. Uh, so... This, so he breaks into Mid-Atlantic rest, uh, Mid-Atlantic again. He has a good five-year run there. And one of the more fun feuds um, I can ever remember watching as a 31-year-old man. Valentine and Ric Flair do the thing where Valentine just asks Flair team. Flair basically, basically explains, I am a baby. Uh... And Valentine then claims to have seen the light and know oh, I'm gonna be a uh, I'm gonna be a special boy. And then of course double crosses old Ricky, double crossing old Ricky, leading to a great feud where Ric Flair basically at one po- at one promo, Greg Valentine has just won the U.S. title from Ric Flair, and this is online. And then Ric Flair <laughs> basically comes in and says, "Yeah, well I fucked both those girls," and then he slaps him. <laughs> Matt Valentine has two women, on, a woman on each arm, and Greg and, and Ric Flair's like, I fucked those chicks. So they're used. That's used pussy. I like, yeah. love, love Ric Flair. Because you know that he made them then afterwards. They were like, oh, that was a good thing you said. And he was like, now we do it for real. Unzip. Flop. Smash, smash, <laughs> smash, smash, smash. Um, other thing I want to point out uh, very quickly. Are we going to take a break and then... We can discuss his. Uh, uh, I'm figuring. Fu- I was figuring we can wrap up. Uh, yeah, him in Mid Atlantic, uh, okay, well, because we do still need to talk about the dog collar match, and uh, then we'll. Okay, let's, we'll, okay, we'll do dog collar match because the thing is, all I really want to talk about is the real problem in Greg the Hammer Valentine's career. The only moment he ever had problem um, with the office and didn't follow orders, which we will talk about in the second half. I'll tell you the thing. It's, it, it's the best thing. It's the. Do you know what I'm talking about? The one problem that he course, had with yes. the fa- in the fan? Yeah. Very good. Um, okay, the dog collar match between him and Rowdy Roddy Piper is probably... Have you? Did you watch it? I, I didn't watch it in research, but I had watched it about th- two months ago. Have you watched it recently? I have not watched it recently, no. All right. ECW goes on and on about, like, we're badass motherfuckers. It is one of the most uncomfortable matches I've watched ever because you're like... Oh, that poor man isn't going to be able to hear again. Yeah, here's the here's the fun thing. The fun thing about is, is it's hard to watch. The same thing happened with me in that Shibata versus Okada match, where it's oh, like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care yeah, about that. Type well, I'm not going to watch it because there's a very good chance that Roddy Piper, all his like, uh, all his issues with painkillers and cocaines and blah, 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 were exacerbated by this exact match. Now it is, and they're both very proud of the match. And they talk about how, um, when the Crockett's were booking, uh, 83 Starcade, um, they wanted a very different, um, basically second main event for the show. And, uh, they he was like we needed like a really violent match so they made the dog collar match and piper talks about the chain being like an actual chain from a truck yeah it, and they like worked to ha- yeah to haul heavy goods and the thing is is they worked out a way to hit each other with it supposedly so then it, it wouldn't look that bad but it looks so much worse <laughs> Because they started just stiffing each other because they were like, okay, we got to make this. They basically, the directions were beat the fucking shit out of each other. And then old Pugface fucking burst Roddy Piper's ear. And how he did it, because I then went, I written, I was, I read Rowdy Piper's biography that was written by his kids and mm-hmm. they explain it. And then there's a Rowdy Piper interview. So to blunt the hit of the chain, this is how fucking crazy they were. So to blunt the hit of the chain. So think of 
a long chain, right? Now, cup your hand in sort of like a weird maybe waving formation. Mm-hmm. And the trick was chain with you and you'd hit your hand against it and it was sort of the idea was the chain would go and then hit the head so it wouldn't hurt that badly. So that's what they were trying to do and it hit on like places like forehead, stuff like that where you could take it. Unfortunately, Rowdy Piper moves his head at one point and it just he just hits fucking Piper on the side of the head where his ear is and bursts his fucking eardrum. Fucking Christ. It's crazy. This is one of that this is that crazy thing where it becomes and it's funny cuz it gets intensified when they basically finally say wrestling is fake. Doink the clown can't really beat up Crash. Uh but it's the whole thing where it's like, oh, make them think it's real, so they go out there and actually hurt a guy, when in reality, like, fighting them would probably... <laughs> actually fighting would have been probably a way better thing. Like, it's it's absolutely insane that the, the people used to have matches like this, right? Like, I know no one likes the no blood rule, everyone loves the fucking Attitude Era and whatever, but really, it's so much better to not fucking get a concussion in a fucking theater like it's this is a form of theater and people are getting concussion that's not there's only fucking reason the only fucking reason why people want like blood and all that sort of stuff is it adds an interest to it the problem with matches like the fucking dog collar matches it just went way too fucking far way too fucking far way oh way too far go so far inside of me so wrapping up his mid-atlantic run Greg the Hammer Valentine is one of those fucking shit-ass who go the World Wrestling Federation in 84 when they base, when they go global, like they've gone global, 83, yeah. 83 people are like, fuck, these guys are going global, and then they do. He goes, uh, drops the drops the title to Dirty Dick Slater, and because he's going to the fucking WWF with Roddy Piper. So long, right. Mid-Atlantic. Hey, goodbye, but that would involve using emotion, which I don't do and don't have. So instead, I'll nod quietly and get into my car. <laughs> Here's, uh, yeah, so after the break, what we're going to do is uh, get into his WWF run. Um, things to look forward to. The Tito Santana feud. Mm-hmm. Also, Dino Bravo, for some reason, is kind of his manager. And, oh, there's a bunch of things I want to point out. All right, let's take a break, and then we're going to come back. YOLO. Ooh, what a break we're having. That was such a good episode of the Wrestler Review again. Ladies and gentlemen, please rate and subscribe to the Wrestler Review. Of course, we also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ. And also, guys, give us some money. Not with a Patreon. Nope. Or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our website, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And dylanagot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. dylanagot.com, thejohnhastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. Are we back from break, Dylan? YOLO. All right. First off, first things first. Let's get into it. Dylan got. Works out very regularly. Super cool guy. He came back. Greg Greg Hey Hey uh, comes back. He comes back to the Fed. Back, baby. Um, in 84. And one interesting thing is they always put Greg Valentine with a manager, which really shows a marked difference in how the NWA and WWF view this man. Because they always, always, always uh, throw him with a manager, whereas the NWA is like, it's kind of like sink or swim, you speak for yourself. Um, yeah. One thing we didn't touch on is that 
the actually Vince McMahon Sr. is the one who gave uh, Greg Valentine the figure four, who was like, you just use the figure four. Because previously to that, they had tried to get over um, Greg Valentine having a huge, like a an, like a, a bionic elbow, essentially. Like, they made him like the heel Dusty um, in the 70s in the NWA. In actually, when he did replace his dad, there's something that I couldn't really find, but it was a series of vignettes where he he was breaking things with his elbow. Like this guy's elbow is absolute. This, if you get hit with his elbow, you will explode into death. So, so they were what they were doing was basically just like, oh, that's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, but Valentine, they immediately do. Uh, they immediately give him the IC title, which is. Kind of crazy if you think about it, because basically in 1984, Greg Valentine, as much as you're like, oh, he's boring and shit, Greg Valentine is the worker. Like he's the he has the work. He's in a feud with the for the working title with Tito Santana. Yeah, and it's a fucking amazing feud, and the fucking steel cage matches they have building up to it are fantastic. The whole thing is fucking great. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, they do a weird finish for him to win the title, which is like Santana thinks he won the match, and uh, it turns out no, he didn't. He gets rolled up. Perfect. This is goes into the junkyard dog feud that Greg Valentine has, um, where I some people need to understand that like, I mean, I it, this is it legit. This is thirty two years ago. We're talking thirty three years ago now. Um, but like pro wrestling, just ignore. You can just ignore ethnicity sometimes. A man can just be a man. You don't have to make notice of the fucking guy's skin color. Dylan, <laughs> like, don't make me kiss you, so I you'll stop saying such crazy things. Because um, <laughs> this is this is the promo where Greg Valentine very much he is he is not woke. I will say that. Wow, that's one of the more understated things you've said in a long time. Greg Valentine. History's least woke wrestler. Word. True. True thing. But the the, the, the idea least, that least woke wrestler in the history of time. <laughs> but the idea that Greg Valentine had to carry someone to a good match is insane. Like that's what happened. Like well, he, he said working with Junkyard Dog was just like he had to be like, Okay, well you do this. Okay. Yeah. Uh when do I power slam him and then pretend I'm a dog? Um <laughs> you Because uh, that's the whole that reason for the JYD feud. Um, is apparently they wanted to take a detour because uh, Valentine and Tito were having such like good matches. Yeah, and the other thing is they wanted to make sure that Greg the Hammer Valentine had a reason to wear sunglasses a lot during promos. For some reason, the only time you see him wearing sunglasses is when he's facing the JYD in those promos. And my God, gotta tell you, he don't look good. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a he he looks like a he looks like a like an ugly white trash lady who's hungover. Yeah, he looks. Like, ooh, look at that cool guy. Yeah, he's like he looks like someone who's like who's someone's mom who's like, I got one of my headaches. Do you want me to sh? Like, I don't know why I keep shitting on things and all of the insults of the people today. Anyway, I was about to say, do you want me to shit on you? Because if that's but anyway, Greg the Hammer Valentine. I would say this is the best run of his entire career. Is this period in the WWE? Is they're sort of building up towards WrestleMania, trying to fucking get it all together they're moving into various different territories it's also one of those things where you can definitely tell that vin hasn't figured out exactly what he wants and how to make things happen so you know he's leaving these guys alone although i think the addition of a manager is great something that greg the hammer valentine in particular uh sort of takes to and then they kind of build a stable around him after johnny valiant and dino bravo and brutus beefcake um although they don't i think have a name they're just sort of basically like 
Valentine is the only one who seems to wrestle while the rest of them kind of stand around and are people. <laughs> yeah, and he moves into this uh he moves into that tag team, the dream team with uh him and Brutus Beefcake, which That's is basically right. which is basically Hulk Hogan runs professional wrestling. Can can we get my bro a career? Yes. We'll put him with Greg Valentine cuz he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, he talks and about this how the, this and is... And remember, this is before he's the barber. This is just when he's someone who will fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because this, yes, that's the, the baby face is the barber. He's a, He likes to cut hair, but he comes in as a heel because his he when you get a lap dance, Brutus Beefcake is going to try and face fuck your future wife. It's and the best. They're, um, so they're put in this because... And Valentine talks about how this is actually uh, really, really fun fun time in his life because he's the he's finally the veteran teaching the youngster and he really likes enjoys that dynamic of uh trying to teach brutus briefcake to wrestle uh too bad it didn't fucking work <laughs> yeah it really fuck didn't you, fuck you for the, for how long the fucking brutus barber beefcake ended up being a wrestler he really learned very little like he really did i know how to put the, people in a sleeper i know how to actually cut their hair i can't he had so many gimmicks. We got to do a Brutus Barber. We should have done a Brutus Beefcake uh, episode with an accompaniment to the Hulk Hogan stuff. But man, the fa- all these gimmicks, especially in WCW, because like, say what you oh will God. about. Uh, he yeah. was a one man fucking Barry Darso in WCW. He was mm-hmm. Brother Brudi, the Butcher, Zodiac, the Booty Man, and the Disciple. Yeah. They never went... Did they ever get with him a, as a face? No. They did, yeah. The Booty Man. The Jesus booty fucking man, Christ. The Booty Man, and also when he was Brother Brudi, which they yeah. were just going to call him Brutus. And then that day, Vince was like, absolutely not, we own that name. You can't call him Brutus. So the, at the last thing, they had to call him Brother Brudi, which is the most uncomfortable thing in the world. <laughs> we own Brutus. We own many of the names in the Bible. Adam yeah. is our name. You pay up. Yeah. How about you call him anything that isn't very close to that name so that we can make sure the fuck you just a little bit. We <laughs> but, fuck you. Fuck so this you. is during the, the dream team. So here's what happens. Greg Valentine and Greg Valentine basically maintains this is that they he thinks that the dream team got over as baby faces, that they were like a baby face team. What? Um, yeah, he was like, "We're getting over as uh, ba- as faces." Not so, true. And I don't know why they. Uh, I don't know why they broke us up because we were like a badass team that people were cheering. So basically, they they only 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 turn Brutus Beefcake face. Greg Valentine goes to feud the new Dream Team, and in the tradition of uh, new things never working out, they just fucking don't uh, don't pan out. But they did try and kidnap Matilda once. The British Bulldogs. This is when I assume PETA wasn't an organization yet, where the WWF would just hand coked up fucking weirdos. Uh, Animals all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because the British Bulldogs had Matilda. Apparently, they used to give it beer all the time. Jake was leaving the sna- snake fucking everywhere. There was also yeah. the brief time where, for some reason, Ricky the Dragon's teamboat had a fucking Komodo dragon, which no <laughs> one talks about. Yeah. Then he had a fucking lizard for a minute. It's like, what the fuck, guys? Whoa. Because they're like, oh, me- the snake. 
well, his he's going to fight the snake with the dragon. And there's one thing where he clears the ring of Jake and the snake, and then he poses with the dragon, and the dragon is so clearly not having fun. Like, yeah. This dragon is going to fucking leave. Oh, yeah. that As it turned out, that dragon bit a bunch of people. Like, yeah, of course it did. <laughs> with its poison. Oh, so, hey, what? What happened to us giving that snake to that drunk guy? Oh, he used it as his dick a bunch of times and then smoked. <laughs> we'll speed through this here. but uh, for So he's out of the Dream Team. He feuds with Don Morocco and uh, and Ronnie Garvin. Um, Ronnie Garvin, noted closeted homosexual and aggressive fuck man. I mean, you can see that he's gay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he... I don't judge people he? that way. I, no, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, but no, but I you. Uh, I don't see that. I'm, I'm always trying to scope it out. Who's a DL? <laughs> who's a DL? Who's on the DL for me? You want to know who's on the DL? Who likes for that you? long dick? Yeah, you are on the DL like many a black athlete, according to Law and Order SVU. Does Law and Order SVU just do a ton of episodes. They have a very famous one where Ice T getting murdered because they have AIDS and they're all on the down low, and literally Ice T walks in and he just goes. Let me explain. They on the down low. And then just walks out, not explaining what on the down low is whatsoever. <laughs> God bless Ice-T. He was a... I, he, he released one of the first ra- uh, albums about being a pimp and then has really done nothing good ever. I think, it, I think that dude might be the cheesiest man in the world. He and rules. everyone's just fine with it still. Interviews with him about his wife are some of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire. I like to. Why? I like to. I like to follow her. What? Sometimes when we walk in home, she walks in front of me, and I look at her ass, and I tell her, <laughs> "I'm going to bite." That guy rules. That guy's the fucking best. He, yeah, no. You, there's a bunch of things she has. Like he makes her do all this stuff of like going on the internet and um, posting her ass photos. Who so he's like, mm, got to make the other boys jealous. You want people jealous of you. And your woman. It's like you're fucking out of your fucking mind. Oh, he's great. <laughs> and Law and Order SVU. Still on. Like, you understand? He's been on television longer than most people are, like, on television. For, it's fucking, like, 12 years. He's been on tele- <laughs> TV more than he has, he's been a musician. It's fucking great. That's perfect. That's so funny. Yeah, it's weird when you just when you think about that when you're like, oh, that guy got known for something, but now uh, he's more known for like hosting this panel show that he always has to do now because mm-hmm. he did a good thing, and then how only he really only had one idea, and that idea fucking worked out. Well, I basically skipped over the Ronnie Garvin and uh, Don Morocco feud because John, you wanted to get to this, and this is one of the reasons we're doing the episode. This is rhythm and blues. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the best thing ever. Remember when we went back to when Hulk Hogan ruled wrestling? Well, look no further than fucking Rhythm and Blues. Honky Tonk Man was brought in by Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan loved him and thought he would be an excellent fucking um, opponent for him. Uh, and oh boy, he was incorrect. They never really had a good program whatsoever. <laughs> Hulk, all right, so Honky Tonk Man, who is not really... The man basically makes his living just doing art. Um, yeah. But he, uh, feuding with the, he, sorry, he's teaming with Greg Valentine. And these guys basically have the inverse reputation um, where Greg Valentine's a rough and tumble wrestler. He's been wrestling 20 years at this point. Um, his daddy broke his damn back, which is the only reason he's out of wrestling. Uh, whereas, and Honky Tonk Man is Mr. Light Punches, like 
trial, he'll sell you his tights after the match. Like just pure carny. Both trained by Stu Hart. Both came through Stampede. Like as much as the Honky Tonk Man is literally just like, you pay me in beer and better not act like a Jew. Um, still <laughs> a wrestler of some pedigree that for some reason is like, I'll just pretend to be Elvis, but I'm a bad guy. And it somehow works. You know what I mean? Well, Which is the, the weirdest thing. Well, they did try and make him a baby face. Like, they tried to make him a baby <sighs> Very face. Very briefly, but it didn't yeah. work. It, it worked out like, basically, Honky Tonk Man is the original New Day. In, no, but it's in the inverse. No, they tried because to- it's, they tried to make him a baby face, and they ended up being healed. And then... I mean, he didn't get to the third part where he was such a good heel that they made him a babyface. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't remember them trying to make the the new fi- the the new day babyfaces. I can remember them being like, "They're black and believe in God." That's bad. Like that's what it felt like to me. <laughs> uh, no, they can't. When they first came in, they were like trying to be babyface trio. Now there's a lot of thoughts that people were just they were just trying to make them so annoying that they became. But yeah, they were they were a they were a babyface. Three baby faces. You're wrong. That's not that's not true. You're wrong. I'm very right, John. John doesn't even watch wrestling. He's just reading off a piece of paper I wrote for him. That is true. All the words are misspelled. You, there's there's no <laughs> there's no six in Greg. <laughs> that's how you drew a G, baby. So this is the main thing, though, is that Greg Valentine did not want to dye his hair black whatsoever and did not want to dye his man hair. was gonna fire him if he didn't it's fantastic so, so he just did it it's like apparently he just went fuck it do it because the only thing was the only thing he wanted to uh not do was dye his hair black he was fine with everything else like whatever i've been in the ring 20 years like i'm winding down but him doing this gimmick really really hurts <laughs> hurts a part of him inside that never really comes back yeah and and is so upset about it um that uh you can tell on his face um when he's uh wrestling very briefly with the black hair that he doesn't want to do it you can also tell he doesn't like it um because of how long he's in rhythm and blues and just doesn't wear a honky-tonk man uniform like they dress up fucking shirley fucking sensational sherry as peggy sue they white her up for fuck's sake and they, <laughs> she goes along with it more than fucking Greg the Hammer Valentine. Like, it takes them so long into being a tag team, into him remotely buying into it. It's fucking amazing. I fucking love it. It's fantastic. It's really fun to watch someone not have a good time. He is such a well-respected wrestler, and this is this is one of those... Only by you, like, not by me. Not by me, only by you. I don't respect <laughs> him. But this is like the start of Vince McMahon. Not the start of... But one of the things where this is Vince McMahon pulling his dick out and just being like, suck it. And then you're like, yeah. I'm not sucking it. Oh, do you, you will. do you like money? Do you like having a family? Then you will suck it. You will suck it the way I like it. With black hair. Put your hair black and let me come in it. I want to see the white and the black. I can't notice the color. So he, he uh, he's with Rhythm and Blues. Uh, obviously not the happiest guy. Eventually leaves for WCW. Quickly, um, feuds there, uh, forms a tag team with Terry Taylor. The double were losers tag team. Yeah, the double. At that point. And in this corner, wearing red and black, it's the doesn't go to the gym. <laughs> and then he has another little, little run in uh, WWF as he's one of the knights in the King's Army against yeah. the Hart family. 
he comes back to WCW to job to the giant. Wait, in no, 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 no. Let's go through who were the knights. Do you know who the knights were? No, I do not. Barry Horowitz as the Red Knight. Okay. J- Jeff Gaylord as the Black Knight. <laughs> yeah, that's funny and, stuff. And Greg the Hammer Valentine as the Blue Knight. Um, also, do you know Way Lawler? Which what Jerry Lawler was? Why Jerry? Uh, he got caught up with some fucking. I don't know. He had to take his wife to prom. <laughs> uh, you, you would wish it was that. No, accused of raping a woman. Ooh, Chavo. That's not good. Yeah, she eventually came forward and said, oh, wasn't telling the truth. Oopsie doopsie. Here's an How? interesting thing. Jerry the Lawler de- is the Jimmy Savile of the wrestling business. When that guy dies, they're literally going to be, they are going to open a crawl space and just doll hair and shoes are going to fall out. Yeah, oh, and no. all of the like, and the weird thing is it, Dan, it's not it's not something like stand-up comedy. It's not uh, one of those things. It's... um. It's wrestling, so everyone's still going to protect him, and it's going to be fine. Jimmy Snuka murdered a lady. Yeah. No one was happy about it, like, uh, for the last year of his life. Yeah, I want to miss the Superfly. Yeah, well, let's miss the Superfly. He's, uh, I mean, he just looks at my wife like, um, after uh, After this run, he was also, um, uh, and also briefly did a house show loop where he wrestled Bob Backlund. He returns to WCW, one of the many wrestlers that basically it was just like, you worked for Vince McMahon. Here's a bunch of money. <laughs> Which is perfect. Like, how? Wh- what kind of better deal can you get than two years of just like? Oh, it's awesome. He, like two years of doing nothing. He wrestled so little that they actually. You can look this up on Wikipedia. They have his record over the over his WCW stint. It's six and two. He was wrestling for so many, so long. Like, guys, guys. <laughs> But it's, there's no reason that here's Greg the Valentine, and God bless the dude for squeaking out a living. Oh, Greg he, the Valentine? Greg the, the Valentine. I will not shut up. Mad. What's that noise? That's my mad my mad noise. Okay. I like it. I'm hard. hard. <laughs> Greg <laughs> Valentine is one of those dudes where it doesn't really make sense to have him around except for as a trainer or a road agent because he can't do promos. <laughs> and if you and if you beat him up, it's way more about his him. Like, he's one of those people like there's people where you can, like, there's legends and, like, whatever you can beat up and kind of make a name for yourself if you beat up enough of these dudes of, like, oh, I remember that guy. You can beat up, there's enough of those guys, right? But with Greg Valentine and people like that, um, it becomes way more about them because they're going to wear the ring gear and they're going to look weird with their fucking shirt off. And they can't really even take a bump properly, so why, like, they can't really make you look good. It's just like, oh, shit, because they did a... He came back for a shot in 2005, or 2005, 6, uh, no, 2005, to wrestle Rob Conway, and he, and he loses the match, but it's like, it's way more about like, oh man, I wish Greg Valentine wasn't falling over. He does a good job, like, it's, it's a better match than like, he's a, Greg Valentine 2005 is a better worker than Roddy Piper 2005, don't get me wrong, but it's just way more about like, why, you just feel bad for Greg Valentine that he has to do this, rather than why is this bad man, you know what I mean? I agree, I always just remember when um, Eugene intervened on uh, his behalf during a match with Rob Conway, and it was uncomfortable. <laughs> it's always uncomfortable, when your character is, uh, this guy's a Tay-Tay, um, and that's fun, um, also, like, that's not good. We were at a wedding on Sunday, and Dylan said Tay Tay at some point in the boozy evening that that did that did become that wedding, and it tickled me like I like I couldn't fucking believe you said it because you pointed at our friend Tim who does have cerebral palsy. He has all the palsies. Yeah, 
<laughs> his body palsy too. It's not just in his mind. And cock palsy. He's got a fucking fat cock. Nope. No cock. It's huge. I made him show it. I made him show it to me. Everyone, go on Twitter and tweet at Graham K. Tim Renko has a bigger cock than you. Um, <laughs> what's so weird is let's go to Greg, the Va- Greg Valentine, by the way. Yeah. I think of all the wrestlers we've profiled, we could definitely hire him to just clean our houses. <laughs> Greg, Valent- <laughs> Greg Valentine has a, uh, yeah, he has a, he, I'm going to guess that uh, he'll do anything for money. I mean, he's I'm still on wrestling, his, though. Like, and I'm on his website. Wrestles, yeah. I'm on his website right now. Do I do I reach out and ask him um, how much how much to to clean our houses? We're a wrestling podcast. We want to know uh, how much. Say we have some business houses. for you, and then it'll be like, oh, what do you want to do? Do you have Orno Rindy? No, you clean our no, places. Want you <laughs> with your ass with black hair, Greg? How does that feel? <laughs> yeah. Also, by the way. Uh, Email goes to a guy named is I want I'm gonna say it Brian Bart N J at AOL dot com. Oh, AOL. I just sent him a bl- I just sent that guy a blank email. Just sent him a blank email. <laughs> He'll be like, Hello? Does <laughs> this work? Please help <laughs> yeah. me. When you say that there's nothing, do you mean that there's something? <laughs> so I gotta ask this. What is your favorite thing about greg the hammer valentine the heartbreaker it's the stupidest thing i've ever seen in wrestling and i love it so much it's one of those things you can just build shit up like that like uh the d'lo brown vest the uh another Bob thing Orton that, another thing that's fucking great the the d'lo brown thing especially because it looked ridiculous the d'lo brown thing was great because there's like it was so extremely clear that his vest was like padding like it was just look you could just see very clearly it was like felt padding or some weird shit but they were like no it hurts so everyone yeah. just accepted that that was a thing and the other thing is you can watch dealer brown's career and it gets so much worse after he loses the vest because post vest not good because it looked great and the idea of having like everyone else's character in that Everyone else's character in that stable was that they were a tough ass and dealo brown little bitch just little little bitch right um, my favorite thing about Greg the Hammer Valentine is exactly what I just said, the hammer. I think that's a fucking great nickname, and I don't know why no one's ever really used it since in pro wrestling that I can think of. Which the... Can you think of anyone um, named the hammer? No. Who's the, the Russian hammer? Was, there was a guy named the Russian hammer, maybe, but I think it's just really Greg Greg Vavik. I can think of... There's a lot of rocks. There's no... Buddy, what do you break rocks with? A hammer. That's Greg exactly hammer. right. You're exactly right. WrestleMania this year, but I think it's great, and I think and I love nicknames that where the guy has a nickname for so long that he kind of like isn't even the character anymore because his character kind of goes between being the tough ass enforcer to shitty asshole heel, and his nickname is the Hammer. I think that's great. I always like like J- Jack Swagger was like that where he was cocky, but his last name was Swagger. Wrestling too much is on the nose a lot of times, right? Yeah, but um, I'm all right. I, I got to be honest with you. I I'm all right with it. Like I like I like how they do it with Jack. Like you know, I, I keep stuttering, John. Oh, will. Um, but I I agree. I like that. I think it adds a little bit of a goofiness to it. But it's some. It's like it's hokey, but it works. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. Exactly. Yeah. And Greg the Hammer is, uh, I think the, I think the Hammer is a great nickname. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff too, but honestly, it gets lost in the fact that like 
that man wrestled so long ago and that style is over 30 years old that it's kind of like hard to put yourself in the mind space of is Greg Valentine a good hand, a good worker? Because you'd have to probably, you would have to just watch a bunch of straight up just like NWA matches from the 70s to put yourself in a mind space to be like, okay, I can actually view this guy as a pro wrestler. Yes, and it's also it's completely changed in terms of style and also in terms of what people want. Like you, if you were what Great Hammer Valentine is, the wrestler, where it's literally like, "Here's what I'll do: I'm coming to the ring, then I'm leaving." Like <laughs> th- th- you can't do that anymore. But um, I he's boring. He's the most boring. He's the most boring man. And that's what you hate about Great Valentine. I fucking boring. hate him. He's the most boring man. I've ever fucking seen in my entire goddamn life, and I I hate him. I <laughs> you, I hate him. You hate him. Yeah, I've I I've I don't I hated researching this guy. I I found him just annoying. He's just annoying, and like I I don't know what it is. I just don't like his face. It bugs the shit out of me. He's a boring, thin, fat, muscular man that makes me want to kill myself. I think my worst thing about uh, the worst thing I think about Greg the Hammer Valentine is his leg. Oh He's- yeah, he has horrendously thin Irish man leg. I think that he would have gotten. He might have gotten a world title if he just would have worked his legs out a bit. Well, there's a big contention like, on the internet that's like he should have been the he should have been ha- um, Hulk Hogan's next big opponent. Really? Yeah. He, there was a like big talk that they, they should have done that and like put him with Bobby Heenan and like like the way that they did Orndorff and stuff like that. But just as um, I can also, see that. I can see that because it, honestly, he's um, he's. He's one of those guys, just a very, very capable wrestler. And the other thing is, for Hogan in the 80s, like, if you want to do way back playback, fucking, like, there's not... You just need people for Hogan to beat. There's no real, like... The problem with Hogan, like, I think Melzer said this, but the problem with Hogan at that time was that, like, you need guys to make him look small. And Greg Valentine certainly wouldn't be that. But there's just something about Greg Valentine, especially with, like... I think Heenan's too. Heenan's too like. Uh, I don't know what you want to say. Bobby Heenan, he would have been too too much. Uh, the usual, but if you get like a new manager in there, maybe someone Slick. a bit crazier. Then they should have debuted yeah. Slick with Greg the Hammer Valentine. Literally the most yes. polar opposite in terms of personality. Ooh, he's from Africa. I am. I hate my manager because he's the wrong <laughs> type of man. <laughs> what do you mean by that? He knows. Boo. And then Greg the Hammer Do you Valentine. Think Greg the Hammer Valentine was beats, booing. Beats up Hulk Hogan, but just has the chance to win the title, but just beats up Mr. T instead. <laughs> Why is Mr. T there? Just also Mr. T's around, so he's just like take it, take down T. <laughs> Greg Valentine and Roddy Piper may have had that dog collar match, but they had one thing in common. They made it weird when they talked about black people uh, because they didn't have to talk about black people. They could have just said Jim, but they said black Jim. <laughs> no, well, hey, here's the thing is, Rowdy just specifically didn't like Mr. T. And it's just the way he yeah. said he didn't like Mr. T. You're like, well, why don't you like Mr. T? And then... And the bad news, Brown. Yeah, but he explained that in a way that I was like, I understand where he was coming from. For th- yeah, that like he did. No, I get no. what you're saying, but I <laughs> well, still want to yeah. warp it to, for my use. <laughs> do you do, do you know what his excuse for that whole bad news Brown thing was? What it he was trying to do an impression of Michael Jackson, Ugh, which by not the way, even accurate. No, 
not accurate at all. His th- he's not that dark a man at that point in time. <laughs> to do he could have just put on he could have just taken his wife's like makeup and just put it on his face and then he would have been fine. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I love the so, whole yeah, thing. That, but I love that that he was like, "Oh no, you don't get it. I was trying to be Michael Jackson." No, you don't get it. Everyone was very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what happened. Uh uh so that's the end of the Greg the Hammer Valentine, isn't that? I'm really happy this episode is over. I don't like Greg the Hammer Valentine. I think he's dumb. He's maybe the most He's maybe the most accomplished wrestler that we've reviewed. Um that I think John has had the least in wanting to review. <laughs> I you were just like was I just so excited. I was so excited for this when I started researching it and I was like you are boring. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't care. I I stand by my opinion. He's a boring bag of shit and I'm glad he has a heroin problem. And yeah, go fuck yourself. You big bag of shit. I <laughs> hope you get hurt. I hope he's hurt right now. I hope he's I hope he's falling down and someone's laughing at him. Going, ha, 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 ha. Like, why are you laughing so much? And they're like, oh, this guy's hurt. And they're like, oh, who? And they're like, oh, this guy? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, ah, yeah, it's actually, that's cool. I'm glad that happened. And then there's even more. I hope that he's having a lovely day with his beautiful wife. And I wish him many I guarantee that woman is not beautiful. That woman is definitely not a beautiful woman. Oh, she's a, she's fine. You think she's fine? She's probably fine. She's probably just a good person. She's not a good person. No. Oh, he wasn't stabby enough for me. I'm John. Oh, he was a real person. Not what I not sound just like. Like a character. Not what I sound I like. Make fun of. Not what I sound like. That's he's not a real what I sound like. With faults, John. No, he's not. He's not a real. He is not a real person. This is a man who I guarantee he's like. How do you eat a banana? And someone's like, I peel it and going, mm, not me. I eat the skin because I want to eat skin. <laughs> I eat the skin first. I don't peel it. I put it all in my mouth. I bite down. And I eat the skin, and I hand the banana. I did that. I did that with black hair. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, give yourselves. A big I'm round sorry of you had to listen to this. Public. It is the least good wrestler we've ever reviewed. In no, terms of wrestling review, here are the best wrestlers that we reviewed. Everyone else, worst one. Greg the Hammer Valentine. Here's my worst thing about Greg the Hammer Valentine. Let me change it. That he was even born. <laughs> that he was even born. I'm not a piece of shit I'm a great guy I'm a great guy who stands for quality when it comes to professional wrestling and without me every single episode would just be oh well let's do bing bong knack noo noo he's wrestled twice and is uninteresting I'm a great guy you're a great piece of shit nerd thanks very much for listening next week a guy who accomplished a lot but uh, most of it is forgotten because it was before most of written history Frank got. <laughs> yeah, guys, I hope you enjoy next week where we talk about someone who's boring for a reason. He died before television. Not someone who's boring <laughs> for literally no reason, the guy we did today. I hate Greg the Hammer Valentine, and I'm sorry that I wasn't able to disguise it more. He sucks. I love you all. He's boring. Not one of his... It, I would rather watch someone put a sleeper hold on my dick than ever watch a fucking Greg the Hammer Valentine uh, match ever again in my life. No one would ever put a sleeper hold on your dick. No I'm going to put. Touch I'm your putting dick. a sleeper hold on your dick. Valentine title defense challenger tonight will be Junkyard Dog. How many more times am I going to have to listen to that horrible rock and roll song every time that nasty black man comes out to the ring? Playing another one bites the dust. How many more times am I gonna have to listen to that sickening growl out here on the interviews? Junkyard dog, I'm sick and tired of you, man. I'm sick and tired of Tito Tito Santana. 
And we're all going to see what's going to happen to Santana when Beefcake, my Beefcake, <laughs> takes care of him tonight. And tonight, Junkyard Dog, speaking of tonight, I'm in the greatest shape of my entire life. You want to get down and dirty? We're going to get down and dirty. You want to play another one bites the dust? That's fine with me, man, because that is your story. You understand what I'm talking about? That is exactly what's going to happen to you, man. You're going to bite the dust. I'm going to rub your nasty black face right in, right into the ring. You understand? And all that's going to be left is a big black spot. Oh. Tonight in the Boston Garden, That's the a... true intercontinental heavyweight champion, the true rock and roll wrestling connection. Right to me, baby. Number one, yeah, oh, number one, please don't carry on like My girls don't care about, hey, listen, they know, they know I'm the greatest. They know that Ric Flair is no longer the number one dude around here. You know, I had to stay in the back seat long enough, but now I'm in the driver's seat I've got all the controls, you understand? I'm not worried about this little scar here. You know, Ric Flair is such a dirty wrestler, he tried to tear my eye out. You know something? It's going to be a long time before Ric Flair does that again because I'm not going to give him a match, you understand? Oh, he doesn't deserve a match. I've got too many other contracts coming up like in San Francisco and Chicago, Toronto, wherever, you know. He was man enough to give you a match, Greg. Well, I'll tell you, you what, he never... The only time he gave me a match, Bob Cottle, the only time he gave me a match is after I broke his nose. I had to break his nose to get a United States title match. And as soon as I got it, you see it right here. Proof of the pudding. That means that I'm the, the better man, that I'm the greatest. Just ask Heidi right here, who's the greatest. He is the greatest. What about it? Definitely the greatest. <laughs> There's at least two opinions and a third. Hey, Greg, you're, you're absolutely right, Bob Carroll. That's two opinions. All the girls in the world think that way. They're, they're tired of this. So, hey, wait a minute. I have another opinion. Here I'm sure is another opinion. Out here interrupting Here's your boy, Rick Blair. I hear the old times, right or wrong, huh? You are going to sit here and tell the whole world that Valentine's the greatest? No, don't insult me. No, I'm not insulting. They're very lovely. Valentine, I give you credit. I threw a number away last year. You are going to sit here and tell the public Valentine's the greatest? Bob Cottle, I want to show you something, Major. I don't want to disturb anybody. Oh!